As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instagram about it uh-huh. just because I was like, yay, I love this person and he loves me. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> a bunch of people liked it, but the most significant person who liked it is Christine McConnell. <gasps> she liked it and, yeah! and commented a heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, you should probably tell the oh, yes. about that. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I will tell this story. Um, so I work in a retail store. I won't say which one. um and i was like out on the sales floor just like straightening up or whatever and i was over in our like handbag section and also i'm just like doing my thing and then behind me i hear excuse me can you help me find something just so everyone knows lauren is doing a great hand puppet so we know what someone talking looks like (laughs) just flapping flapping yes (laughs) like like a sock puppet or a paper bag puppet um we can make these at home audience yes yeah play along yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. sing along everybody Mm -hmm. um and then i turn around and it's christine mcconnell who if you guys haven't seen her show, The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, you need to go watch it because it's fabulous. Or it's... all of her Reddit posts. Yeah. Yes. They're 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 great. All of it. Yeah. She's like spooky but girly at the same time. She's lovely. That that's her aesthetic. Yeah. So I if... she's got a YouTube and I follow her on Instagram and So Christine, if you happen to listen, hi. <laughs> hi, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Knows. <laughs> yeah but yeah i turned around and it it was her and i was i like totally like had a fan moment i was like oh my god you're christine mcconnell i love your work and i like i just like totally like kind of flipped out but like in the best way and she was super nice she like took a picture with me also so lauren 
Lauren is not short. I'm short. Lauren's not short. No, I'm 5'7". She is tall. She She's very tall. I can't remember if she was wearing heels at all, but I don't think so. She was She was very tall. Yeah. She was very tall. Yeah. It was really cool. I guess I can post that picture because you can't see any, like, signage, and I took my lanyard off for the if picture. If you want to show your face. If you want to, yeah. 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 I can't show my face. For no, I know. Reasons. For reasons. So, yeah. welcome so that's to my ladies. story. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, Maggie's the hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Lady Fright. I'm too ugly to see. <laughs> no. My name is also Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the prettiest princess. It's <laughs> <laughs> only a good the visual. The is representative of her face. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's uh, not true. It's not true. Yeah. Just jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jackie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Who goes there? I'm Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just staring them down intently until someone says something that isn't laughter. Yes. Yeah. So that was a cool thing that happened today. Yeah. Well, on two separate days. First the meeting and then that today. So on um very cool <laughs> on a on a really forced segue on Christina McConnell's show they have puppets yes and they're like Jim Henson puppets yes and and dolls yeah. but we already they're not doll dolls but they're they're puppets forced segue yeah. forced segue so forced <laughs> forced it's, yeah it's a it's a size of it's the segue size is a quarter and I'm shoving a whole baby through it anyway oh, okay oh my god i don't know where to start picking apart that metaphor so i'm just not going to let's move along um we already talked about dolls and how i have a total fear of them and i think they're the worst things ever created but some people some people don't mm. some people really love dolls mm. to the point where they collect them mm. And according to a Smithsonian article, so it's not just me, <laughs> doll collecting is fucking creepy. I don't know if they use the word. I'm checking. They did not use the word fucking. But still, it is creepy. Smithsonian it's says it's creepy. Smithsonian says it is creepy. So, it so is. it's not slander for us saying it. <laughs> <laughs> they said it first. Yes. So, collecting dolls <clears throat> is creepy. <clears throat> but what exactly is creepy? So... Let's go back to Christmas time, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about our good friend Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. Okay. He came up with the word in the 1849 novel *David Copperfield*. The word was meant to mean unpleasant, a tingly chill up the spine. This is sometimes manifest in a physical sensation. In 2012, researchers from the University of Gorgigen in the Netherlands, Groningen, sorry, Groningen in the Netherlands, found that when subjects felt creeped out, they felt colder and believed that the temperature in the room had actually dropped. So is that like ASMR? Because I get that feeling with ASMR, but I think people enjoy that sensation. Mm-hmm. But I call it creepy. Creepy. I really dislike it. Yeah. But I also wonder, too. ASMR makes you cold? Yeah, it makes me cold it and shiver. It gives shiver up the spine. Okay. Which that... I think is pleasant for some people. See, I don't... Oh, Okay. I sometimes, like, if I'm listening to a song I haven't heard in a while, sometimes I'll get, like, 
pleasant a ting- like a tingly sensation a lot of the time it's like on my face uh-huh. which is like very weird <laughs> but um i think that's like I keep seeing articles about, like, people who get chills when they listen to music. It's your brain releasing serotonin. But that's the difference between, like... Is that what ASMR is supposed to make you feel like? Yeah. Like, Like goosebumps are really pleasant. Goosebumps versus getting the chill up the spine. Mm. Mm -hmm. ASMR just makes me... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It makes you... It's the same thing that bourbon does to me. Like, like, involuntarily shaking from the spine up. Like it's just like someone's grabbed your spinal cord and just like whipped it a little bit. Yeah, like a good snap. It's like the yeah. good snap. like a wet shirt out of the wash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, like a wet towel in the locker room. Yeah, and like, maybe that's the difference between people who like being tickled and people who ask. Like I absolutely hate being tickled. It it is it doesn't feel like pain, but like I want it to stop as much as I want pain to stop. Yeah, t- sure. the sensation of of tickle is on the pain scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of overlap in those receptors. But there's some people who enjoy being tickled, and I just, I I can't, I kick, I scream, even though I'm laughing, which is, like, the worst thing, because, like, yeah. your body is betraying you. Like, mm. I'm laughing, but I really want it to stop. What mm. you know, I can do so is badly. just escalate until you're outright sobbing, yeah. but it's, like, <laughs> zero to 60, you're having fun, and then you're not. Yeah. You're not having fun. No one is having any fun anymore. Oh, turn this car around. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the other thing <clears> from <throat> the article, it says that the temperature in the room at, had actually dropped. That's what people thought. So I also wondered if that's why people think haunted, like our houses are haunted, because there's a sudden drop in temperature and it gives you a chill. Right, you get that Mm -hmm. neurological feedback response of suddenly it's cold. Hmm. I wonder what purpose that serves. Well, I was going to say too, I've just, and it just came to me, you know when like, sometimes dogs shake out of nowhere, and it's actually to release like extra energy that they have. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that they're stressed, but they have a built up of energy. And this is so bad. And, like, my grandmother used to hate, when I was a kid, and I'd, like, just get the jitters, I'd go like this. Um, <laughs> flap your hands so around. So I was flapping my hands around. Wrong medium. Which makes me, uh, makes oh, me no. look. Oh, no. How do I put this nicely? Is this the, is this, uh, problematic grandma? Yeah, problematic grandma <laughs> thought I looked like I had special needs. Aww. And, like, <laughs> from the outside world, it kind of, I, it's a similar hand motion that you might see someone with autism to. I'm not gonna lie. But, like, it was me as a child, and children don't know how to release their energy, so I would mm-hmm. shake my hands. And children have notoriously <laughs> poor motor skills. Yeah. So I just shake my hands. But, like, I was just wondering if that was a connection. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah, I like that. We're gonna move from the Smithsonian article to a documentary called Living Dolls. It was created in 2013. Uh, the light synopsis is a lighthearted look at the weird and wonderful world of doll collectors. The film features individuals whose lives are ultimately shaped by their obsession. It taps into why the subjects would risk everything just to spend their best time all dolled up. Some are lovable, others you may love to hate, but we delight in watching all the collectors in their passions come to life in this off-the-doll-centric universe. Part of it's a modern-day freak show. Part of it is, there's one, so there's like three people they follow. One guy collects Barbies and then uses them to create his own robot art from it. Which oh, I, yeah. Which he's a little bit of a, of a hoarder, but like no different than you would see of any like artist that's a little, for lack of a better term, a little unhinged. 
Yeah. It doesn't have any malignant feeling behind it. It's just supplies. Yeah. It's, it's not but he has, what he has it is. so many of it. I'm more concerned yes. about him just being a hoarder mm-hmm. than him collecting dolls. Yeah. Right. Department well, of Round is things. also a good, another yes. word for hoarding. And we're, well, we're going to get into that, too. <laughs> we're going to get into that, too. But, like, his is more like he makes something out of it, and he's okay saying, like, he might try to sell a few, but he'll eventually throw some away. Mm-hmm. But it seems more of, like, a, a compulsive need to create. Yes. Not... The compulsive need to control. Yes. So then there's another woman who collects dolls as well. And she comes off kind of kind of childish. And kind of like to her, like the best synopsis I can give is she's kind of a, an escapist. So her mm. life is not exactly how she wanted it to turn out. So she, she collects dolls. And she gets to dress them up and she gets to take f- photographs of them as if they're modeling. And that makes her happy. Right. So that's a little like, okay. Mm-hmm. A little weird, but you know, like very in, she's still burying involved something. hobby. Yeah, it's an involved hobby. The only thing that's really concerning about that is the amount of money she spends versus mm. the amount of money they actually have. Yeah, that's the only concerning thing about her characteristic. Um, and I think that she's denying problems within her her marriage. Oh, is that the yeah, British like one? Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's like trying to regain a second childhood or. That and like she, she started. Well, her mother collected dolls, and she started collecting dolls when she moved away from her family. And she described like, my husband and I were people who had kids together, but we weren't friends. Oh, ooh. So like, huh? That's where I'm like, ooh. All right. So that's her. Upsetting, not creepy. No, I wouldn't say on the creepy scale. Upsetting, not creepy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy. Um, who is obsessed with Barbies and, like, collects them and keeps them in the box and does that. Once again, just seems like an avid collector. Like, his whole story is he's really excited because he gets to go to his first Barbie convention. Oh, Oh. yes. Yeah. And, like, he has a room of Barbies, but, like, I've seen worse man caves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I, like, wandered into the room at that point, and this guy was saying he... He lives in his parents' house mm. with his partner, uh, but they he doesn't work, and they don't pay any rent. His mom pays all the bills, and she lives in the basement. But it, it's, like, a really nice basement. You can she, That's, like, where her interview is. You can see it, like, in the back. Yeah. It looked pretty nice. Like a but like, apartment. Yeah, and his whole thing was, like, if you work a full-time job, then you have less time to give to your collection and the maintenance and the the whole thing. And that sort that's of... That's a problem. That yeah, upset me. That's a problem. Yeah. It's starting to become creepy. Yeah. yeah. That's starting to become creepy. Yeah. What I found the most <clears throat> creepy were the men who collected sex dolls. Yeah! Yes. And I found it creepy because it was also the most upsetting. They were objectively the worst people. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna read you some quotes from the movie that uh. these men said. It's like having a little harem. Ugh. Mm. Uh, this one man was taking pictures of the modeling of them, and he, he mentioned through things, they don't get cold, they don't bitch, they don't ask for a raise. Mm. So, um, I'm going to do a professor's discuss. Misogyny and sex dolls. 
discuss. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm squinting Lauren, my eyes. I made Lauren and Jackie specifically men. watch a clip. Yeah. I don't feel like uh, the pursuit of a sex doll is inherently misogynistic, but I feel like um, there's a, a strong undercurrent that I feel like it's uh, a, a real extenuating circumstance if you seek out a sex doll and you truly have a slate clean of misogyny. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I... Didn't you say that guy, like, that guy who that quote was from and his friend in that scene, like, they're both married? Yeah, they both have wives. Yeah. One of them seemed to be... The one who said they don't want to raise a wife, from what he described, seems to be into it. The other one who in more the documentary more focused on his wife doesn't seem to be that into it which like i can really understand yeah yeah there because there's a, a, this very strong current it would seem of like escapism and fantasy and then you have the it seems like there's, you can get jealous really quick of a fucking doll. Yeah. No, that would, that's crazy making. To resentment. And I, yeah, I yeah. feel like borderline abusive yeah. unless you're in a very specific agreement about the sexual terms of your relationship, which requires yeah. a lot of healthy communication. Yeah. And this guy just doesn't strike me as someone who's capable of that. But there's also the psychology <laughs> behind sex dolls where they can't reject you. Exactly. And they have to do what you say. And they're also, they don't come with... I'm, I'm making some enormous air quotes. They don't come with the, uh, you know, complications of, of an actual partner. Yeah. You don't have to worry about um, the maintenance of a relationship. Uh, even if the relationship, if it's a brief encounter, if it's a booty call, you still need to be able to speak to someone, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless you're you're paying for it. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, necessarily think that these kinds of men shouldn't you know have access to sex sex dolls i feel like that's a blessing just not social media accounts yeah but i (laughs) I do not want to i don't want to see it they just shouldn't vote that's it i feel like that's inflicting your no no no. (laughs) see that's where we i you know know. like that's very radical i should have said that yeah I feel like it, like it's it your one civic. Sorry, it's like yeah. your one civic duty. Like you need to fucking vote. Right. No, I don't want them to vote. They <laughs> can stay home. That right day. and vote your sex doll. There's also on the other side, he could have just been making a joke. It's possible, but it, it, so if they were joking, it almost seems like they were going back and forth with characters that they had created. Yeah, and that is a dedication. But that's also misogynistic. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. No, the argument I'm going to make, the, too, if you think a woman is this nagging person that, like, ultimately sounds awful to hang out with, then, like, why are you doing it? That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, they didn't even say it, anything where you would say, oh, it sounds like that person who is coincidentally a woman is a terrible person. Um, they were commenting on how they want complete control over the body. So they want sex organs 
and they want something that they can do whatever they want to and with. And the so the other quote that I didn't put in here, but I, I should have mentioned was the one guy. He said a lot. Look up, like yeah, you uh, just have to it's, yeah watch it's line after line. Yeah, watch, it just stop. <laughs> watch Living Dolls if you're interested in it. It's at hour. It's our hour. Wow, it's at thirty minutes about where this starts. And one of the lines he says that really kind of got me, like kind of really started to rage my fire. He said things after, which were awful too. But, um, you know, they say that we treat women like objects. But here, we treat objects like women. And that's really table turning. Yeah. This is not better. The guy said you should feel honored. Yeah. As a, we should feel and then oh, as a species, as a species, like apparently women are separate species. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Oh Someone gosh. did not tell me that in my biology classes. <sighs> yes, they, I think I was sick that day. All the days I've taken multiple biology classes. I just don't understand why they believe that they are treating objects like women by simply recognizing, uh, you know. A, a biologically female sexual because they dress them genitalia Jackie, Jesus right it just the uh, <laughs> so I could I could treat I could treat anything theoretically as a woman what no no only sex dolls I can't I can't treat a real women as don't a woman. deserve your respect only sex dolls can I carve breasts on a zucchini and turn the tables and I'm, I'm treating my object is a woman. I can take her on a date. No, only melons. <laughs> only melons. <laughs> only melons. No one said they had to be round. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm gonna go out to that godforsaken farm and join those two with their. No, no, can't do that. <laughs> um, the other thing that upset me was the idea that, um, and this this came more to light with another video that we watched, and I'll mention it later as a shout out. When you have sex with a sex doll, it's like having sex with a lifeless body. Yeah. Because it is. And you pose it, and then you do what you need to do to it. It's not with. Yeah. You can't do anything with a sex doll. I think it's also the lack of, like, consent. like Or active consent, I should say. And I know that sounds weird, because it, it literally is an object, but, like... Shouldn't that be a sexy part of doing... Of doing the sex, of doing sex, of, of doing having sex. having sex, <laughs> doing the sex with someone is the feedback and their reactions. Yeah, like the sounds yeah. that they make, you I, know, makes adds to the experience, that. right? One like, would say. how many women complain about uh, men just being completely silent during sex? You ever have that problem? And it is just a very uncomfortable. Like, I need you to make some goddamn noise. You're not living in your mom's house jerking off in your closet anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can understand, what? like, wanting to be quiet because you have, like, roommates. What? <laughs> what? <Yep>. Well, also. <laughs> yep. There's something else if you're just completely silent. Yeah. Sometimes I just like Unless to that's... stare at the ceiling and not blink. And oh. then I also, I also go into, like, a, a cold bath. So, like, I feel... <laughs> Cold, cold to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> Shove an ice cube up there. Ugh, oh, just really you're not supposed to do that. Like, like really? No. no. <laughs> our, our ice cubes are too big. 
for that. Oh my, and pointy. They have and, sharp edges. Yes, They're they, very they have corners. Yeah. So uh, before we seem like we're completely <clears throat> saying poo-poo to sex dolls, uh, I oh. do highly suggest, after watching Living Dolls, you go and you watch Pay Money Wubby. I bought a two hundred or twenty five hundred love doll. Twenty five hundred dollar. There we go. Love doll. Thank you. I don't, I'm, the title is right there, and apparently I can't read. It's got one point six million views. No, you should watch it. it. At least two of them were from us. I, mean, <laughs> I will say that Jackie was very upset after I showed her the Living Doll documentary, and then could not stop laughing after this YouTube video. It's a good. Well, I feel like the video touches on a lot of. A lot of things in a really short period of time. It's like seven minutes of actual content. Uh, But you learn a lot about our cultural beliefs, about the kind of person who would have a sex doll. Um, A lot of that, actually. A lot of comments. And just the way he treats the sex doll, even though it's recognizably human, it's not. And there's... So this is going to be... Over dramatic, over dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of titty slapping lot that of... you would not do to a real person. No, because you would leave a handprint. Of... <laughs> yeah, and she'd probably be really fucking pissed. Yeah. So there's. I feel like that is, uh, subconsciously something that everyone was doing to this doll. Mm-hmm. Everyone involved in this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really alarming. If your first uh, thought is to just like slap this doll around because it's human enough and isn't that kind of why you're buying the doll to be able to do these mm. things that you can't do to a real person I didn't mention in here this but it's the Bobo experiment in oh with the terry cloth uh... no you keep mentioning the terry cloth oh, okay. like, it's Never not mind. the terry cloth I don't know. oh the, where you punch the, 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 the clown yeah the punch the clown the soccer no not uh, the weeble wobble violence, yeah. it's a weeble I was actually thinking of a Chuck Palahniuk short story mm Palanyak, Palanyak, Palanyak. The guy who wrote Fight Club, whatever. I think it was in a collection called Haunted. And it's from the perspective of someone, I think, who works on a police force. And they got these CPR child dummies. Mm -hmm. And then people started, like, signing them out and taking them home and sexually abusing them and, like, giving them piercings and things. What? Yeah. And it was really bizarre. I'm going to have to reread it before I speak on it more. Um, but I feel like it just really speaks to that ability to do the most awful things you'd like to do, given that no one's going to know and no one's going to say anything because it's a doll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's creepy undergrad. Before we move on, if moving on at all. Um, You're always going to stop <laughs> in this. This is where we live now. You the might sex doll not pit. stop. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Instead of spikes, it's just their arms and their fingers. <laughs> and their one crooked eye. Yeah. Off center. Eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was, I think, you know, listening to everything you were saying, and I was thinking about, like, you know, se- the term sex doll. Mm. And, you know, call a spade a spade. It's it's a sex toy. Right. Mm-hmm. We have just anthropomorphized it. Yeah. Look at that $10 word. Ha <laughs> ha. My brother would be proud. Um, we have anthropomorphized 
this item, this object, yeah. and given it, you know, human, like, human, oh, what, like, um. It's the difference between, because you can buy just a hunk of latex or silicone yeah. that has a, what would appear to be a vagina. Yeah. And the entire body. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. a there's a significant difference. See, I, I, was, I also yeah. think there's also another difference in the sense, too, where, like... And it's also mentioned in the, in the Living Dolls documentary, but, like, there's a difference between going, this object looks like a woman, mm-hmm. and this object is a woman. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, like, to have a healthy relationship with your sex doll, I think your mindset should be, this object looks like a woman. Right. But it's not. But it's not. Not a real woman. Yeah. Where, like, some of them would, at one of the scenes, the guy was like, oh, do you like this? Yeah, Chelsea likes this. And I'm like, oh, you're giving it. Have you seen Lars and the Real Girl? No. No. Oh. It's a fantastic movie. Doesn't he bring... It's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Doesn't he bring home, like, his sex doll to, like, Thanksgiving or something? He has a mental breakdown, and this sex doll is another being that he can project things onto to kind of relieve some of the pressure. Mm -hmm. And then as he heals and realizes he has a support system, um, he starts to need the doll less and less. Mm -hmm. And then one day he, uh, he tells his, I'm going to spoil it. It's like 15 years old. (laughs) (laughs) He tells his whole family uh, that she's like, she got sick and the family all rushed and supported him. And he was like, it, it's done. She's passed. And they're like, we're so sorry. And they moved on. And then he was able to kind of, like, her death was his acceptance and ability to uh, kind of start to process and move on. Oh. That's really, yeah. really cool. It's a really cute movie. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> he is objectively creepy. <laughs> but it is, uh, it, it's a different spirit. And that's why I think I say it's really, like, the kind of person who would need a sex doll and not be a misogynist is just fantasy. Mm. Ryan Gosling sure. does not have a love doll that he is in love with. Oh, Ryan Gosling does not need a love doll. You know what? No, that's debatable. No, he doesn't. Let's, let's talk about this because that's why well, I got yeah. this YouTube video too about his comments on what the person who has these love dolls looks like. But then uh-huh. the two guys from the documentary, they're like your dad's friends. No. Not your dad's friends. Like, <laughs> they're anyone's dad's friends. Yeah. They're not these they're just guys. monstrous, gross sewer dwellers. Yeah. They're just guys, and until they open their mouths, you can't tell that they're disgusting. So that's kind of the... Mine was more of a comment on Ryan oh. Gosling's social ability. Oh, he doesn't need one because he can get any woman. Not any woman. But like... That's how I perceived it. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> but I, meant I feel it like it's like... more of a spirit of... Control. So we're going to talk about the psychology of collecting in general. Um, kind of. We're kind of talking about talking about chalking. What? What are we chalking? So there are many reasons to collect. Some people do it to make an investment mm-hmm. in objects. Some people do it for social reasons. It helps them get out and talk to people they may not talk to usually. Some people just find it fun. Some people like the hunt. It's a quest kind of feeling to them. But when we're talking about people who creepily collect dolls, usually what we're talking about is hoarding. 
So, our best friend, psychologist, had a theory for this. Freud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Hit me with it. You ready? Yes. Yes. It goes back to toilet training. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, we want to keep our shit. Losing control <sighs> down the toilet was traumatic. So now what? we collect objects to make us feel like we are regaining that control. Mm-hmm. Losing our shit down the toilet. Literally losing your shit down the toilet. I mean, that's not how I would describe it. <laughs> we used to joke that uh, when I just had my one cat. Mm-hmm. No, she actually wasn't. Yeah, I would it. scoop her poop and she would watch and then I'd be like, where are you taking it? What are you doing with it? <laughs> that's that's why, mine. I made it. That's Aww. not why we knew she was upset. We knew she was upset because she'd go back in the litter box and sit in there for like 10 minutes. Just Aww. kick around. Where, and, is, like, where to go? Where to go? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I've never had cats. Like, like, I understand you have to empty the litter box and change the like litter. One? What? What? <laughs> Uh, I can offer you. I can't have cats We're on this lease. Not allowed cats in this apartment. So. That makes sense. They're filthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, do you like put it in the toilet? Like, no, I put it in a garbage bag. Throw it out. Okay. Other psychologists feel <laughs> <laughs> it is closer to compulsive buying and a sign of major depression. That makes a lot more sense. Oh, d- d- no! I think Freud had it right this time. Right. Like every time. When you go shopping his... a lot, it means you're sad? Well, no, when I if you're feeling means I'm a... sad. <laughs> the compulsion okay. is the key word, because there are definitely mm-hmm. shopping addicts. Yeah. And that's the same kind of thrill-seeking behavior that mm-hmm. you would get from gambling or mm-hmm. doing drugs or um, having, like, needlessly risky, promiscuous sex, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all the same. High-risk. Yeah. chart of High-risk behavior. Yeah. High-risk. Uh, what? Which one is the happy um, hormone that your brain releases? Dopamine. Dopamine. Okay. What's serotonin then? I think serotonin has more to do with uh, like sleep wake cycle and mood. Yeah. Yeah, mood stability. Okay. Um, I think if you have too much serotonin floating around, you'll have negative effects on your neurological system. Does that sound about right? It does. Like mm. it, I'm not going to pretend to be a neuroscientist, but yeah, no, it sounds, there are multiple reasons chemistry-wise why you could have depression. Mm-hmm. It could be too much serotonin, too, too little, little serotonin. Yeah. It could also be not enough dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's many reasons. All right. So we're, we're also going to go to another subject that I find creepy, just <sighs> about dolls. Mm-hmm. And it's people who want to look like dolls. Yeah, that is unsettling. So, Barbie's measurements are a 32-inch bust, a 16-inch waist, and a 29-inch hips. And for anyone who doesn't know body measurements, that's just straight up not right. Yeah. So what? 32, 16, 28? 29. 29. 32. Mm-hmm. Is bigger than 29 by 13 inches. Mm-hmm. So if your top was... 13 inches bigger around than your hips only to be supported by something that is then uh, 10 to 20 inches smaller in the middle. Lauren, can I ask you a favor and could you look up, I know there's pictures of it of, um, mm-hmm. or for the for the social media. Oh, yes. For um, people, uh, people with the dimensions of Barbie. 
Sure. Because if you see a human being <clears throat> like that, it's not right. And, like, her legs are messed up because she... They make the shoes so you can wear... Or they make the feet so you can wear shoes. Oh, yeah. So technically she'd have, like, a no Achilles heel. Yeah, yeah no Achilles tendon. Mm, it's just, yeah. like, Barbie. a floppy drop foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's really upsetting. So we're going to talk about a few of these people. Yeah. The um, neck is really long. I think, like, the people who, like, do stuff with their eyes when they have that, like, doll aesthetic, mm. it, that's the unsettling part to me. Oh, no. They're I mean, among yeah. other things. So Valeria... That alien look. <coughs> Valeria Lukaya... Lukyanova. Valeria Lukyanova is a Ukrainian model mm-hmm. who puts on makeup and assumed multiple cosmetic surgery since her measurements are 34 bust, 18-inch waist, and 34-inch hips. So technically, when your your bust and your hips are the same measurement, it's an hourglass figure with a smaller waist. I, mm-hmm. I think it has to be like six inches smaller, though, or something ridiculous. Um, so anyway, she uh, takes pictures for Instagram, looks a lot like a Barbie doll. However, she claims she does not like her nickname of the quote-unquote human Barbie, and that is not the look she's trying to achieve. What is the look? (laughs) Tell us, please. Right. We want to know. There's also a human Ken, whose real name is Justin Jedlika. While Valerie has not disclosed having breast implants and isn't fond of her nickname, Justin embraces his title and owns up to his 250... Thousand surgery tab, fifty thousand dollar surgery tab. Jesus Christ! Which he racked up over the course of one hundred and ninety-eight procedures. What was his? That is a house. Jen, uh, Justin Jedlica, and I know he's also on Million Dollar Matchmaker at one point. Is he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was he also on Botched? Possibly. Lolita Richie's twenty uh, twenty year old from Ukraine. Lolita has. A 20-inch waist, a 32F bra size, and wears color contact lenses to emulate the wide-eyed doll look of her fictional idol. The teenager insists that she hasn't gone under the knife and that her photos haven't been digitally manipulated, but her proportions seem to indicate otherwise. Dr. Anthony Yoon, a Michigan-based board-certified plastic surgeon who has not treated Lolita, told Yahoo Health, that it would be virtually impossible to look the way she does naturally. Why do these people want to look like dolls? Mm-hmm. Because dolls are literally the devil on earth. Why would they want to look <laughs> like that? <laughs> because they're perfect. Here are several psychological reasons. Body dysmorphic disorder. Mm-hmm. Those with this disorder don't see themselves the way everyone else sees them. The roots of this kind of physical fixation often start at a young age. Body image is part of the development of self, which starts within the first year of life. Usually between the ages of three and five, you have an idea of what your body looks like. As you then get older, around six to eight, you already have the idea of whether or not your body meets the standard or ideal. And that comes from Mary Pitchard, PhD, who works in a Boise State University, who works at Boise State University. Hmm. I guess I just didn't like think about that kind of stuff when I was little. Not consciously. Yeah. I was no, just it's... like, let's play dress up and I want to play on the rice table. Not... <laughs> you know. <laughs> the rice table. In kindergarten. Is that just a table of rice? Yeah. And, you just and there's like it? trucks and stuff in it. 
Did you um, not have that in kindergarten? I did not. Today oh. we called the sensory table. Ooh. Oh, yes. Ooh. I mean, it was probably called that then, but it just <laughs> definitely had rice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Vermont is pretty, like, far ahead in some of the educational things. That Are we? Trickle down. Okay. Oh. Spoiler, I'm from Vermont. <laughs> you didn't know that. You're giving away your entire identity today. Am I? My bank account number is <laughs> one, two, three, four. Go fuck yourself. There is also another one called social comparison theory. It's the idea that you learn pretty much everything by watching other people. The same mechanism that allows you to learn to walk and talk by comparing your movements to other people also allows you to learn other things about yourself, including body language, says Pritchard. Okay. So looking at other people and seeing what they emulate as beautiful is what you decide is beautiful. I have a burp. <laughs> so is this suggesting that someone with that kind of emulation disorder uh, focuses too much on unrealistic standards for which they emulate? To emulate? What? That are like, you know, parents picking up a Barbie doll and going like, oh, look at the pretty doll. Isn't she pretty? Mm. And you learning... This is pretty. Either subconscious or osmosis. This is be pretty. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is what pretty looks like. So this is what I should try to. But something I had noticed is a lot of these women seem to be from the Ukraine, mm-hmm. which I found interesting. So I looked up, like, what is it about the Ukraine? Uh, and then I found an article, and I'll, I'll list the name in the description, but it talks about interviews from the Ukraine. So... I think it's a form of escapism. It says Ukrainian transplant and LA internet entrepreneur Danny Braza. Bar Raz. Bar Raz. <laughs> Our president was overthrown. Militias and armed gangs attack civilians and anyone who crossed crosses their path. There's a constant undercurrent of fear and panic, so naturally citizens are turning to anything they can do to escape. Mm-hmm. Barbie is an iconic symbol of Western freedom. So it makes sense that young girls would idolize her. Hmm. Hmm. Or even control. You have no control over your life. All you can do is control your body. Mm-hmm. Same with anorexia, any other type of eating disorder. Yeah. Resources are extremely lacking in the Ukraine, says psychologist Dr. Jason Lawhood. For a lot of women, their only hope for survival is marrying a man with money. This has put a lot of focus on beauty. Surgery and fitness have become obsession in the last few years. These girls are just extreme examples. Their obsession with Barbie is probably in direct proportion to their fear. Mm. Mm. So the more you are obsessed with Barbie and the Barbie aesthetic, the more afraid you are. Mm-hmm. Huh. And not and not to bash on Barbie, but there's <laughs> other things mentioned in the article. It says, a research study done by Oregon State University found that playing with Barbies could limit girls' career choices. Girls aged four to seven were given one of three dolls, a fashion Barbie wearing a dress and high heels, a career Barbie with a doctor's coat and stethoscope, or a Mrs. Potato Head with accessories (laughs) such as purses and shoes. After a few minutes of play, the girls were asked if they could do any of ten occupations when they grew up. They were also asked if boys could do those jobs. Half of the careers were traditionally male-dominated and half were female-dominated. Girls who played with Barbies thought they could do fewer jobs than their boys could. But girls who played with Mrs. Potato Head cited nearly the same number as possible careers for themselves and for boys. Interestingly, well, interestingly, 
There was no difference in result between girls who played with the fashion Barbie or career version of the doll. Hmm. Playing with Barbie has an effect on girls. Ideas about their place in the world, said Aurora M. Sherman, an, S, uh, an OSU psychology professor. While it's not a massive effect, it's a measurable, statistically significant effect. In a place like Ukraine, where girls are not afforded the luxury to be so ambitious, most women feel like being beautiful is their only shot at a better life. That's why Barbie resonates. I guess that makes sense. It's not like yeah. you're going to compare yourself to a, a Mrs. Potato Head. I do often. <laughs> I'm just a potato that wears a hat. Mascara. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds pretty glamorous. I saw something on Facebook, and it was like a—I think it was a meme or something from Reddit or something. But it was like upside down. Mr. Potato Head looks like Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, a screenshot of Steve Harvey's um, Twitter, and he was like, "Stop sending this to me." <laughs> there's also a thing about the. Um... Chinese president or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, he has banned all images of Pooh Bear because people assume he looks like Pooh. Yeah, they keep posting that. I yeah. mean, not really. Not really. But anyway. Maybe he, he just has I a mean, jolly tweaking, face. he could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to talk about now the ultimate fucking creepy. Which mm-hmm. is uh, people who bring these monsters to life and uh, make them. People who fucking make dolls. Who uh, want to make me crawl under a bed and piss my pants? Probably specifically Pro- in yeah. that order. Yeah. Um, so no, peeing first, then bed. <laughs> I have both of these are true crime cases. Mm. So okay. the first case right. is the case of the porcelain doll, mm. or dolls, I should say. Mm. In 2014, eleven families in the town of California. Mm. Found porcelain dolls resembling their daughters on their doorsteps. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. Police were called. Turns out it was just a woman from a local church group making them for the girls, like, as toys. But why would you leave them on the porch in the middle of the night? Because they're hell people. (laughs) I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm very biased. It was a bad choice, but a nice gesture. Knock on the door. Method of delivery. Excuse me, would it be Poor. okay if I made your daughter a doll? Here is an example. Is it okay if I made you think I might be stalking your daughter yeah. and murdering her later right. on today? Is that okay? Because yeah. that's what that tells me. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's so that was just an appetizer to the main course. So when we think doll maker and when we think true crime, we think Anatoly Moscovin. We do. We do. Who's that? Yeah, the guy with the, wa- the wax. No. Nizini Novgorod, Russia. Mm. Resident Anatoly <laughs> Moscovich. I butchered it. I'm sorry. Just, just say it. Nizini Novgorod, no, just... Russia. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm done. We're not doing this. Resident Anatoly Moscovich was a well-reputed uh, author, academic, and expert in cemetery history. Mm. One day, police approached him for help with a case they were working on, but they got suspicious after seeing his apartment and decided to search it. The small apartment that the 45-year-old childless man lived in was full of toys, books, and clothing that were meant for children. The police wandered through 
while a man without kids, well, sorry, wondered, the police wondered why a man without kids would fill his home with such things. The police became even more concerned when they entered a room full of life-sized dolls carefully positioned around the floor and furniture, each one appearing to be meticulously and uniquely dressed. How many Hmm. do we know? It wasn't just the unusual appearance of these dolls that worried the police, but the unpleasant smell. They decided to get a better look, but what they discovered was more revolting than they could have imagined. It turns out these were not simply dolls, but real mummified bodies of girls and young women. The police arrested Anatoly right then and there, and soon his terrible secret was made known to the entire country. Why did he let the cops in? Yes, come see my corpse collection. Apparently, Anatoly had been sneaking into cemeteries in the dead of night and over a decade digging up the corpses of girls and young women that had recently been laid to rest. Hmm. He would take them home and try to mummify them. But if that didn't work, he would return them to their graves. Okay. (laughs) Mummify a slice of bologna in uh, science class in middle school? Nope. No? Is it gross? Yes. <laughs> also, oh, I wasn't done with that. I totally. wanted to. <laughs> uh, my gut reaction was that cemetery studies sounds like a great career, and I wondered how I would get into that. Uh, but now I, I do not want to be associated with it. <laughs> Anatoly was cooperative with the authorities, confessing that he dug up more than 150 bodies over the years. Oh. <laughs> though he only kept 29 of them, Jackie. Calm down. What like, year was at this? any time, would he rotate his least favorite out if he found one that was better? No, he just had 29 or, at the time. Oh, in his... That what, when he was discovered. What year was this? I'd have to look that up again. <laughs> it was not too long ago. Huh. I'm on it. Uh, with... In the last previous decade, because now we're in 2020. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay. We said in the last one, because technically that was our New Year's show. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was, we can, it's still irrelevant. I know. Greeting. We record these so early. 2011. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Very recent. Yeah. Uh, very terrible. He looks... He looks creepy. I want to see... I was going to say something different, and I'm going to have to say it off mic. Attractive? Uh, no, he looks very Russian. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I'm not done. I'm not done with him. Okay. With each one of these, he rubbed baking soda and salt over their skin and embalmed them. Then he dresses them up. He was named the doll maker. No. As even more details emerged, each mummy had a mask made of wax that he'd paint with nail polish. Nope. He even liked to dress them up for tea parties and birthdays. A few of them had speaking mechanisms to make them more realistic. What? I don't know if it says it in this article, but I have heard that he used to break open the rib cage and give them like a speaking box there. So it would sound like they were talking to you. What? How? What? The police didn't even get the chance to identify any of the bodies before Natalia Chardimova got in touch with them. She recognized her late 10-year-old daughter, Olga, as one of the dolls hidden in Anatoly's apartment while watching the story on the news. That's terrible. Authorities questioned Anatoly's obsession with the mummies, 
That's when he told them the story of how he lost his close friend Natalia when he was 13. His life was forever changed when he was forced to kiss the dead girl by a group of friends. Aww. While the families of the victims were horrified by what became their decades uh, deceased loved ones, Anatolius was declared unfit to stand trial by the state prosecutors. Yes. As such, Anatolius still remains confined in a psychiatric institute. Which is appropriate. Appropriate. Also, that is very similar to the plot of Lolita. Yes. I was also going to say, just a side note, because I don't think it mentions here, I think he also did live with his parents. And his parents were like, yeah, he has this weird room with, like, all these toys, and it kind of smells bad, but we just kind of ignore it. It's very Eastern European. Mm. It's... <laughs> call your children on their shit. Right. You can call your adult children on their shit. Especially your If they children. still live in your house, yes. Yeah. If it smells I'm... like dead body, I'm going through your drawers. <laughs> I'm going to throw out all your porn, and I don't want to hear it. Move gonna... out. It smells like pee or dead body. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to find your weed. <laughs> Weed at this point, I'm not concerned. Right. Really not concerned. No, I'm gonna find it. That was the joke. I know. I'm that. <laughs> like, could you just fucking smoke weed? Like a normal twenty-something yeah, right? who's hopeless. Why can't you just smoke weed? Well, I will say he looks. Old Why couldn't I have found a love doll? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That was <coughs> upsetting. Well, good. That's the last story. So. All right. Well, very much. Uh, it's still that same theme of needing an, uh, a human-like object that he can control. Mm-hmm. In this case, just being a, a real corpse. So I think we can boil this down to what exactly is creepy about people who collect dolls is either A, you seem like you really need control over somebody, and that's upsetting, mm-hmm. or B, you're hoarding and that compulsiveness upsets people. Because it, you're, yeah. And usually there's a deeper trauma there. Yeah. So those are the two spectrums. We solved it. We're done. Oh, good. Yeah. Go us. <laughs> we fixed the world. Now pay yeah. your copay. We're done. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you in yeah. two days. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we need to do a delight, a freights and delights after yeah, that one. Yeah, let's do <laughs> Yes. Okay. Um... Okay. You started off with a good delight. I did, yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just going to repeat that one. Um, I've been dating my boyfriend for six months, and I, and I love him, and he loves me. And I'm very happy. Yay. He's so cute. He's never going to hear this. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. Also, but, thanks. Yeah. I'm also going to do a gushy one. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, recently, a lot of social things have been happening around us. Um a lot my personally my new year's resolution was to hold people accountable for their their emotions and that was because of things that were happening that which have kind of come to a head come to a head escalated boiled over since last year and i want to say that i am very proud and appreciative of how my boyfriend is handling it and is trying to reach out and i want help trying to help people around him and showing how much he cares which usually nice to see yeah mm-hmm. he's usually very much a quiet type who doesn't like to give his opinion too often but in this case he is um really speaking up and to me it looks like he's standing up for his friendships and what he thinks is right yeah 
So I I really I want to say that like I know this is stupid and gushy, but like I really appreciate and very proud of him right now. Me too. He's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie. I got out of bed this morning. <laughs> oh no. I didn't shower, but I got out of bed. <laughs> I went to work. <laughs> Is that yeah. Your delight? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly you know. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you, Alex, for the theme music and for all your editing help. Uh, you can find us on multiple platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at Ladies Fright. And you could email us and talk to us because we're lonely and we're thinking about sex dolls now <laughs> just to have a good conversation with somebody, yeah. uh, you can email us at ladiesfright at gmail.com mm-hmm. or visit our website at ladiesfright.com. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. We're excited for the new decade, the new year. This is fun. <laughs> you posed that as a question. Are we Did excited? I? Are we excited? <laughs> I am. Because, you know, 2019 was really great for everybody involved, so we should go back to that one. What a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, see you guys next time. Yeah. Because this is Ladies Fright. Oh, a lot of fright! I need yeah. to go uh, lose control for a second. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.